the Movie Man in Georgia. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Uh, we're going to talk about Mind Cage. Uh, it's a relatively new movie starring John Malkovich, Martin Lawrence, and a couple of others. And if you're looking for a thriller, uh, figure it out, whodunit type of movie, this is what you want to watch. It is based upon the premise that there is a serial killer that's out there taking uh, young ladies and turning them into pieces of artwork. It's very interesting, but there are some notes that are that that tie you back to kind of like the Da Vinci Code type thing, uh, where you have the artwork and the killer involved. There's also a very strong reference to uh, Hannibal's and Silence of the Lambs and John Malkovich's character. That being stated, it is a movie which can stand on its own. The movie is not one of those where you're going to immediately figure out who is the villain. Because the villain seems to switch... Uh, from time to time in the movie. You're going to have one of those, I think this guy did it, nope, that guy did it, well, maybe this guy could do it, well, maybe he couldn't do it. Uh, so when you realize the actual villain in this movie, which I'm not going to give away any spoilers about who that is, it is... Uh, kind of a shock moment, kind of one of those twists of the knife in the in the movie. So let's go through a few things that I noticed in the movie which you'll you'll like or you may not like. The first thing that I realized and the first thing you'll realize is that Martin Lawrence is playing a serious role in this movie. Now, if you don't know any of the work of Martin Lawrence, uh, I'll give you a few uh, breakdowns of it. One, with he's he's known for being a comic actor, so it's a little unsettling when you first see him in a serious role in Mind Cage. Uh, it'd be kind of like putting Adam Sandler uh, or uh, Jim Carrey or. Let's think of another good comedic actor, um, Chris Tucker. It'd be like putting them into a, in, into a serious role. And some of those have tried and done well. Some of them have tried and failed. For example, Adam Sandler tried to do a serious role, and it didn't go well. He's, he's too iconic as a comedic actor for... The whole serious role transition. Jim Carrey tried to do a serious role a few times, and it took him a while. But he 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 has established that he can act as both a serious and as a comedic actor. We can see this in Dark Crimes. We can see this in Eternal Sun, Eternal Sunrise of a Spotless Mind. Both of which are great movies. Martin Lawrence, when you look look at his work as far as like his comedic work, it's hard to realize that he's in a serious role. 
For example, if you compare Black Knight or Blue Streak to this movie, the difference is night and day. You don't have that ease into the serious role. It is a very quick and a very distinctive change from night to day, from serious to comedic. So Martin Lawrence's character is kind of off-putting. You're kind of trying to, you're waiting for that comedic shoe to drop, but in the mind cage that does not happen. You don't have uh, that comedic role from Martin Lawrence. So it's a little bit confusing if you're used to and expecting Martin Lawrence to deliver some comedic relief. He plays a very serious role in this movie. Uh, he's a, one of the main characters in this movie, uh, if not the main character in this movie. Now let's go to the second uh, A-list, if you will, actor in the movie, being John Malkovich. John Malkovich, in my opinion anyway, has fallen away from the movie spotlight. He's not really done any real major roles that I've seen in movies for at least five, maybe even ten years. Uh, yeah, he's been in movies here and there, but not as a major character, not as a major actor in a movie for quite some time. So to see him come back out into the spotlight in a movie is very refreshing. Especially in a villainous role. But John Malkovich does very well as a villain. One of my favorite movies uh, is one of the older ones, of course, would be Con Air, where he is, you know, the main villain, uh, Cyrus. And so, when he's in this role, he plays, like I said earlier, this villain that's very similar to Anthony Hopkins' role in Silence of the Lambs, the villain. He's the informant. He is the serial killer who is actually being mimicked. And this is not a spoiler. You learn this very early on in the movie. But he plays the informant and the guy who knows what's going on, kind of the... Um, man behind the scenes, or the man behind the curtain, or uh, the brains of everything that's going on in the movie is tied back to John Malkovich, and you're getting the questions and answer sessions. Now, I'm not really a big fan of going back and rehashing something that has already been done and made iconic. Again, this is to tie back to that Silence of the Lambs feeling that the movie very, very strongly pulls upon. The only reason why I think this works is because you have that artistic twist that's given to the movie. You have the uh, victims being dressed up and made into pieces of art. Now again, this is not a spoiler. This is something that happens throughout the whole movie. And that you'll see. So, John Malkovich's character. Uh, and the way it ties back kind of to the Hannibal. And Silence of the Lambs. John Malkovich's character is an artist. He is, the, he is called the artist. So, 
John Malkovich's character. He's the artist. Hannibal Lecter, he was more of the listen to the music, do a few drawings here and there, uh, very intellectual, you know, quick pro quo. But John Malkovich is doing the same thing. He's kind of doing the quick pro quo. He's kind of doing the artist thing. He's doing the high intellectual thing. There's very, very strong ties. Did they pull this off of Silence of the Lambs? I think so. Can they get away with it in this movie? Again, I think so as well. Uh, but to say that this is a new concept, to say that there's nothing going on in here which pulls upon other movies would be complete fault, a fault of mine. It's very much a agglomeration, if you will, of different movie concepts that have been iconic, and they are kind of thrown together, and they make up this wonderful soup that we have in Mind Cage. Now, how, what audience should watch this movie? The audience which should watch this movie would be those who are going in to do a little bit of relaxation at the same time doing a whodunit and trying to figure out who, of course, the main villain and the culprit in this movie is. This movie is not intended for children. It's more, I would be comfortable in letting a teenager see it because there's not really that much violence, that much gore. The main reason why it has the rating which it has is because of the language which is used throughout the movie. Again, I would not give this to a younger viewer, but for the teenage audience it is acceptable. All that being stated, the movie, the title, the actual plot of the movie, all tie together well. If you want to see it, it is available on Vudu, Amazon, and other streaming services. Or you can pick it up at Redbox if you're still kind of like the traditional, I want to have the physical disc. This is the Movie Man of Georgia. I hope you enjoyed this review. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye.